Hey there, so excited to introduce this conversation with Dean. We're gonna be hitting all the big issues, talking about apple pie, breaking down the Rocky series, looking at what it means to be a consumer versus contender in the body of Christ, what it means to bear with each other within the body of Christ, why we need to have more fights within the body of Christ. And uh, yeah, so excited for you guys to check out this conversation. So something not everyone would know about us, Dean. We are united by a shared love of the Rocky franchise. Oh, that's true. Now that's true. That is true. That is very true. A, a little known extension from Rocky and Sliced Alone moving into his latter years, yeah. reality TV, we have this show called The Contender, okay. where a bunch of yeah. young boxers, they come under Stallone's tutelage. It's okay. basically a power fantasy of training I'm under Rocky Balboa. Totally unaware of this. That's it, incredible. It is a good show. Any, well, actually, in fairness, it is still reality TV, but it is more interesting than most. So these, yes. these guys, they come and they, they train together and the ones that show the most improvement, bring their skills, bring their energy, they get to become the contender to have have a, have a shot at a real world boxing title. And All so right. the, of those 12 guys, one of them gets to become the contender and they bring their energy, they bring their heart, they bring their soul for the opportunity to be this contender under Stallone's tutelage. Wow. <laughs> but, but recently I got thinking about the contender yes. as you yes. were bringing this idea to our church about what it means to be mm. a consumer mm. versus a contender mm. and drawing from Ephesians 4 mm. and, and what does it mean to actually mm. move to a place of contention in mm. our faith, in our relationships with one another mm. so so as a starting point i reckon it'd be mm. cool to let let's mm. dive a little bit deeper into this idea mm. of what it means to be a consumer mm. and how that can affect who we are as followers of jesus mm. or as the the church together in mm. the the culture that we live in what, yeah. what are some of your thoughts around this idea of being a consumer mm. well i mean um you know this idea of kind of bringing those two together consumer and contender um you know I heard someone use that phrase at a conference I was at recently, you know, that the church, we have to move from consuming to contending. And I think um, one of the reasons I thought it is, it's such a huge challenge is because we do live um, in a culture where, you know, consuming is almost in the, in the Western culture, like the, it's almost the, become like the dominant paradigm for life, you know, and, um, this kind of what what do I gain from something and I use things and you know in a way that how, how does this benefit me so that's like our, our paradigm that we're thinking through um, and so I think you know you, you see that you know um, in all kinds of expressions uh, you know even um, how jobs are approached, you know, and that there's kind of lots of oh, emerging generations or kind of ideas around job. I'll, I'll use a job if it helps my pathway and my and like with everything, there's there's tension points. It's not just as this good or bad. There's different tensions at play. But we just we, we tend so much towards how does something benefit me as the marker of its value and whether or not I then engage or use it. So that is is a paradigm it, that gets applied in relationships, it gets applied in, um, you know, works, it just gets applied everywhere. You know, the products we buy and purchase and use while they're good for us, and then once they're done, we dispose of them. Um, and I think that mindset and mentality can easily creep in <clears throat> into how we approach what it means to be part of a church and what it means to be part of the church and what it means to be part of a local church. And, and so that, I, I think kind of developing a greater awareness for, again, this is the water we swim in, you know, and it's the whole, it, when it's the water you swim in, 
it's so hard to see. So it, it can be challenging in every area of our life, but it, it, then it can be challenging to see, okay, how is this uh, influencing how I'm thinking about what the church is, how I'm reading the scriptures? You know, how do I read Ephesians 4 when it talks about making every effort to struggle, you know, to contend for the unity of the body um, and not realizing that it, it's possible to really, um, again, I guess, kind of see that as an idea, but we go, yeah, it's a, it's a nice idea to contend for the unity, but how does that now play out and how do I actually contend and struggle for that? So I think kind of, you know, like I said, when I heard that phrase, I thought this is so much of what's probably, is it, is one of the core challenges in our context to think about is my approach and how I see, you know, the body of Christ and the church, do I see that as something that benefits me? Therefore, what do I get out of it? Um, or something I contend for and fight for, um, put my energy, I struggle into it. Um, you know, that dynamic, that shift, I think is a really, you know, important one to really think through. Mm. Well, one, even as you're talking, one of the thoughts I have when I think about mm. the impact of a consumer mentality in my life, I think one of the things and one of the pictures that even struck me as we, we're reflecting on this kind mm. of thought is, so we, we both had kids, right? We've mm. had little babies. Yeah. And, and one of the things that sometimes works with babies is if they're, they're crying, they're, they're struggling to settle, you, you give them a dummy and mm. they settle down. Now, where, where you're from, we, we call that a pacifier, oh, right? That's right? I, yeah. I say we. Great it's really, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the kid from Akron, he gets his pacifier <laughs> and yep, he gets yep. it done. <laughs> and and I and I, I I love that word with that the the pacifier and what that brings to the baby. The baby's mm. active, the baby's mm. energized, and then you give them the dummy, you give them the pacifier, <laughs> and they just relax, they mm. settle down and they 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 just yeah. chill. Yeah. And and one of the, the reflections I have in my own life is that when I lean into this consumer space, it pacifies who I am mm. as part of the body. Yeah. That if my my intention is to come and say, okay, how do I benefit from this? How do I get value from this? Yeah. And even in any work of life, like I can think about when I'm spending too much time just engaging with Netflix and mm. things like that, just mm. raw, just digital consuming, mm. I'm doing nothing but mm. enjoying yeah. myself. And I think that that's one of the great, great trade-offs when we, when we lean full-blown into this consumer mentality, we, become, we can become self-focused when it becomes out of balance in our life. And it keeps us passive. It keeps mm. us just focused on mm. our own experience, our own enjoyment. And, and I think it can actually separate mm. us from exactly this idea you're talking about, what it means to contend for our faith, to be an active, engaged follower of Jesus, part of the body. It, you know, you, you mentioned that, and it is true. And you just think about it as a... A, a dynamic of how life works you know you're like if you only you know i mean I, I thought when you were talking about you know maybe contending show with, with stallone maybe you're considering as well having a go at that show i thought maybe that's where that's that's going you know you're you're active you're fit and uh it, it, but, if i was 10 years younger i would have been on a plane oh <laughs> and i'm and i you know i i can imagine and i would have only called stallone rocky it would have been amazing it would have been amazing you could have been a contender um but you know the you just think about say food intake uh or you know just you know because i think you know god's truth is kind of written into how everything works you know and i think if you only you know just consume, consume, consume food, and you don't exercise, there's no activity. We know, what does that bring? You, you know, if you get passive, you get unhealthy, you get, uh, you're, not, you're not moving, you're not, um, and so all the stuff you're taking in, and I think that is, that is the real challenge, is that, you know, when it comes to being a part of the body of Christ, when it comes to being a part of, you know, fighting for the unity, like, 
are we, do we get that balance right of both taking in and activity and all those things? Because it, it you know. And it's so true, even as that reflection on the mm-hmm. physical body, if we start mm-hmm. moving, yeah. there's negative implica- implications. Yeah. And absolutely the same with that, with yeah. our spiritual body as the, the embodiment of who Christ is mm-hmm. as the church together. If we start moving, yeah. we've got a problem. There's going to yeah. be some negative symptoms that start to show up in who we are as yeah. a church if yeah. that movement stops. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you think, so I guess we, we've had that conversation around mm. uh, what that consumer mm. space looks like. And then we see the encouragement through Ephesians, Ephesians mm. 4, about what it means to start contending. Mm. So, so in your mind, what are some of the ways that we can really begin to take mm. hold of scripture mm. and, and begin contending as mm. the, the body of Christ, as individual followers of Jesus? Oh, I think the, um, you know, I think reading those verses in, in Ephesians and going, okay, he's going, make every effort, um, you know, to keep the unity of the spirit. And I think kind of understanding that reality that um, there's a declared reality that in Christ we are unified, you know. And so we are all part of one body. Um, but then the, the, the struggle where the effort comes into is going, make this a lived reality, you know, keep that unity. So it's been declared, it exists, you know, at a, uh, you know, just a, I don't know if the right word's ontological. It's just, it's a declared reality. It's a it's known a thing. Word. It's, yeah, and, and maybe used totally wrongly, but I think, you know, it is a, it's a reality that exists apart from whether or not we embrace it. But yet, what our part in it is struggle and fight and, and make every effort to embrace it and keep it, you know, to live it out. Um, so I think one of the ways we do, uh, have to make every effort is to go, okay, um, what does this look like again in an incarnational sense? You know, we, we talked about that. how do we make sure that this doesn't become an excarnate reality that's an idea that exists out there, but I never live it out. I never embrace it. And so I think unity by nature means uh, we have to struggle to go, I am going to um, make every effort to continue to be in close connection, proximity, uh, relationship with the body of Christ. I will, um, the, the consumer mentality will, will push us towards, I will be connected as long as I gain something. But the every effort to preserve that unity, and I think there's probably lots of ways this also plays out, but it at least has to play out as in there is a place where I am struggling to be a part of the body. A conference recently and there was a guy sharing and he was talking about some of the generational differences. Um, and he, he shared a story, you know, about uh, his, his daughter and, and husband and their family and, and some of their friends. Um, and he just was sharing the story and it's going, you know, they're, they're part of the more the millennial generation and how they still love Jesus, but they've gone, nah, we're, we're taking a, a break from, you know, sort of being part of a local church. And we gather with, with our friends that also, um, you know, so we still meet in like a, a small group with, with some of our close friends. Now, and I think, so say that tension right there uh, is such an, a common one today, um, whatever generation people are from, that I think is a pull towards, you know, I can love Jesus and I still gather in with some other followers of Jesus in this kind of small, you know, are, are we meet in our homes. Um, but what it, what I think we're not always giving enough thought to is um, that can become very quickly and easily just a, cons- it's, an, it's another expression of a consumer mentality. Uh, 
I'm going to gather with the people I like and enjoy. Um, and I'm not sure that looks like making every effort for the unity and, and going, um, and I don't know their full story. So I'm not in any way saying these people or what, I don't know. I only know what was shared publicly. I, I don't know them, but that theme is incredibly common where it just can become so easy as long as it's both convenient for me or I'm with people I like um, and who think the same, that all works. You know, it's hard to go. And because I, and we, you know, I think our ecclesiology does not always value the local church. We get uh, in the ecclesiology that's kind of commonplace doesn't necessarily, um, I think, expressing the value Jesus places on the local church. Um, it's just really easy to start to see it in a, as long as, as long, and what can look good on the surface, like, hey, this is cool, but it actually undergirding it is like, I'm with people I like, you know, I'm with people who, hey, we get this, and we all, where I think unity and contending for unity means there will be people who we disagree with that we are called to figure out how do we live together in love with one another. Um, we know there's going to be contending for unity across the body of Christ that's important. Like we actually have to figure out how do we always speak well of the body of Christ, even with the parts of the body, other local churches or denominations or expressions that we go, yeah, it's not how I'd see everything. How do we, oh, well, you know, if we can agree on Christ, that's enough. And everything else, we can kind of go, that's okay. Um, you know, that we might disagree on some things, but we always speak well of one another. But I think in a really live that way, how are we making every effort to uh, stay in close proximity and unity and loving and serving others that we're like, wow, we really disagree on a lot, but we agree on Jesus and we'll let that be enough. Um, I, I think that's really important part of it. Yeah. And actually this week we got to, me and you, play this out in real time around a particular issue. And uh, I see your, your mind racing trying to piece out, what, what could that have been? Now, we both enjoy apple pie. <coughs> there is some disagreement about what is the appropriate yeah. serving temperature that's, of said apple pie. I don't think there's... Now, now for me, for me, that's chilled. That's chilled. And, and I think I've narrowed it down since our earlier disagreement on yeah. this. I think, yeah. it, I think it's, it's not about the pastry that I love chilled. I think it's something about the viscous element of the apple chunks that I really like cool. Uh, right. But but of course you you weren't as big a fan of my chilled apple pie. Look, it's not that I'm not a fan of it. It's just that you're wrong, <laughs> and I just don't think. And now I just don't. I, that's just weird. And I think if we put it to it, and to be honest, I don't know if we can do this. I'm not <laughs> sure. I think I need to get out of here. I'm not sure we can. No, just just you know. Yeah, yeah. No, that was really. Yeah, that's it's not right. It's not yeah, right. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. But we were able to. We were able to look at us. Here we, we are. Can, we can laugh. We move past move it. We're together. There's a lot we can. Yeah, and I love even in your conversation capturing that reality that so much of what think of what I think Paul's getting at in that fight for unity is yeah. how equipped are we mm. to remain the body of Christ mm. through disagreement? Yeah, yeah, and, that's right. And in some yeah. ways, to me, it 
it's a simple conversation. I'm even reminded of our, our own mm. nuclear families mm. that were growing up with siblings. Yeah. We're having arguments all the time, but yes. there, there's, there's this inherent sense of family that trumps these kind of disagreements mm. that we have so regularly. Mm. And, and I love that. Mm. I love that encouragement through scripture that that has to be the picture of the church mm. that we miss out on so mm. much if we allow a simple conflict to derail what it means to be the body of Christ. You know, John Stott has a little picture about Ephesians 4 here that is very much like you said, because when you think about it in a family context, um, you know, he, he talks about how really the, the expression, what's getting at here of like, make every effort to keep this unity. Um, he says, you know, if you imagine a family where, you know, uh, there's, there's uh, parents, they've been married, they've had three kids um, over the course of their life, you know, mom and dad start to fight and, and, you know, at some point, that's it, we're done, they divorce. And the kids though, they've all fought as well and they fought with the parents and they, so everyone decides they're gonna kind of, let's assume it's the most fractured it can be, everyone's gonna move to their own, they move to different countries, everyone leaves. Not only that, everyone, all the kids, they change their last name and they're like, I'm not, so it's as, it's as bad as you can get, if you will, you know? So you imagine this conflict in that and, um, but yet, no matter how divided they are, the reality is they cannot help. They are always family. So they, that declared reality, they, it, there's still this reality that they are family. Um, and this part of Ephesians, so it's, we get this communicate, we realize this, it's helping us understand, no matter what, you are family. You know, No matter what, across all of us, we're family. But the challenge is, in terms of that picture, um, we can sometimes then, in the body of Christ, allow that truth to then become, uh, we go, well, but we are all family, whether I gather, whether I don't, um, whether I'm a part of a local expression and embodiment of that truth, whether I am, it doesn't matter, it's a declared reality can never be broken. But just as we would look at this family and go, yes, it's still true that they're family, but our hearts would break because they are not, there's, there's no lived reality. That's the same we should feel that if we lean too heavily on this reality, oh, no matter what, we're just all part of the body of Christ, but we never exist in some kind of relationship to one another, then we end up a bit like that family picture. And I think that's, that's one of the things I just think is so uh, important in these verses of going, Sometimes we can let, the, so there's these two truths about what it means to be unified. One is it's a declared reality that can never be broken. And the other side is, but yet we're called to keep it and preserve it. And what I think can happen sometimes when we don't really think it through well, how we apply this theology, is we can lean so heavy on this side, you know, that it's, it's just a declared truth that we think there's no reason to live it out. You can hide behind it. You can hide behind it. It That's right. It becomes this like, well, because that's true, yeah, we never know. So I think this kind of, no, I, I just, I guess that family expression, I think it's such a big one to realize. So we're, we, we are called to live it out and it can be easier to live it out and just go, no, we're all just one. And we emphasize the across time and history and, and side because actually living out this piece where it becomes embodied it's really, really hard. <laughs> like it's right. really inconvenient. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. really um, frustrating and aggravate and messy and like that. So I think we've, we've just got to really, 
wrestle with that reality of like, man, it, it will, and it will totally grate on a consumer. Any level at which we're like, what will I get from this? It is shattered by the reality of what it's actually like when you, when you get into, into the body. Yeah, and because contending yeah. takes energy. Yeah. It, takes, it takes heart. It takes moving yeah. the emphasis away from how, how is this making me feel? Is this making me feel good? But it's yeah. actually, no, nah, this is going to require bringing my soul to actually yeah. bring restoration to relationships, to the body, to yeah. move past differences of opinion. And to bring patience. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. so Paul's next thing is like, you know, keep the unity, you know, be patient, you know, and you're like, ah. Oh. You know, patience, not a whole lot of fun. You, again, yeah. you think about consumer mentality. It's just like, man, I want it at my fingertips. Like everything about how our, our, our life works. And I'm not anti. It's just we need to realize this is still this is the era of history we live in. We want stuff at our fingertips. We want uh, things to be fast. And, you know, words like patience are, are not uh, ordinary, you know, and there's there's not we want to. We want to buy stuff right away, whether we've got the money or not. We want to, you know, anything we, you know, if we want a song, I want to download it now, whatever it is. So, and into that reality, we're called to be patient with one another, to endure with one another, you know, and, and bear with one another in love. Um, I think, you know, when you look, okay, this is what it looks like to end up living out this, this reality of unity. Um, there has to be almost this kind of enduring with one another, this bearing, the, the bearing with one another. I'm going to bear with you, you know? Um, and that's something that you can't do with the people you like. You literally can't bear with the people who bring something into your life. Um, and, and at times you have to. I mean, even in a family context, you know, you love the other person. They bring something, but at times you got to bear with each other. But I just think in the body of Christ, we've got to realize that, you know, it, there's there should always be a bearing with factor um yeah absolutely and even even yeah. reflecting on that i love a, a quote that you pulled out recently uh from one of your kinsmen from uh germany and you might need to correct my pronunciation here De dietrich bonhoeffer That's dietrich it. bonhoeffer dietrich, yeah, dietrich. Yeah. i'm sure i'm saying it wrong too so yeah. don't, don't yeah, worry yeah. <laughs> now, now gretzinger is obviously a german name mm. how, how mm. would a you know first generation german person pronounce that last name would it be like a Hetz? If it was in, like yeah. if they were German, if they were actually German. German. If they were actually German, how would that come out? I, I believe Hutzinger. Mm. Hutzinger. I mean, I can't, I don't know, I can't even make the right sound. I would have guessed something similar. It has, it has an umlaut over the O's in German. Yeah, right. But then it comes into English as Gretzinger. Yeah, I think I would have slurred it and said something like Hetzinger. That's not bad. That's like close, right? <laughs> Anyway, so enough, enough of Gretzinger. Yeah. Let's talk about Bonhoeffer's. And, yes. uh, and he, he gives us this quote. So someone cannot become a brother or sister in Christ, part of that body, mm. to you until they become a burden to you. Yeah. So this yeah. idea that someone's not a real brother or sister in yeah. Christ until they are a pain in the butt is yeah. kind of what yeah. he's saying. Yeah. And, and kind of yeah. extending this from this conversation that, that, that really to be the real body of Christ means moving mm. through disagreement. If we're the mm. body of Christ without disagree mm. disagreement, yeah. is something's missing based on, on yeah. the idea that he's bringing there. Yeah. How, how do you see that kind of playing out as an extension of, of this conversation? Well, I think the, you know, I guess the, the thing I love about Bonhoeffer and his, his book Life Together is one of just the absolute classics on what it means to be the body of Christ. And I think why it's so helpful and quotes like that. I mean, he's writing in the 
30s in, in you know, the, the era of Nazi Germany and, and what he's seeing. Um, and sometimes because we can't see the water we're swimming in, you know, you need these pictures from someone who was in a different context. And so what he see, he sees things. I, I think you, you read somebody writes and you're like, wow, you feel like you could be writing specifically today, except that some of the language obviously feels a little older to us. But he actually, in the, the further part of that, he talks about how unless they're a burden, they, they're almost like an object for our manipulation. And we're just, and I think the, I, I just think kind of, I think it's a paradigm shift, you know, that, that we do have to, you know, how does it look when instead of our first reaction to, um, I can't believe they said that, you know, is, you know, kind of going, um, okay, that doesn't have to become the end of our relationship because we see something that might feel very close to the heart to both of us, um, in any given situation, um, that that point of difference is a starting point, you know? And I think it's so often it's sort of like, that's the ending point, you know? And we feel like, whoa, I can't believe you see this. And so we live, because we live in this era of like the social media echo chamber where it feels like we live, you know, people are, you know, polar opposites apart or wow that's like you're in that camp or that camp and here's how you see this issue and that issue and and there's a lot of desire to kind of express our you know viewpoint uh you know on certain things or, or you know so and it feels so noisy and it feels so polarized and this is even within the body of christ alone and i'm not even talking about how what the culture wars are you know it just but all those differences become an end point. And I just love that Bonhoeffer says, no, no, they're a starting point. Once you have that where it's like there's a point of difference, once you have where it's like there's some sense in which you're a burden to me. Um, and I think that burden, it can, it can extend in a lot of ways. Like you, um, I mean, here's just like three or four ways you're a bit of a burden to me. Um, just not just joking. <laughs> like, I, you know, there's all kinds of ways someone can become a burden a burden, if you will, where it is, again, the opposite of not what do you bring into my life, but in some ways you feel like a bit of a drag into my life. That's a starting point for fellowship. And, and we can learn to slow down and value and, and make every effort for and contend for unity together, you know, despite our differences, despite what I think. And also probably once I slow myself down long enough to be patient with you and bear with you, Chances are, what I will come to find is uh, I needed to learn something mm. about myself. So, so you're going to try that chilled apple pie? Then, <laughs> no, there's that, more in the fridge right man, now. <laughs> I'm bearing with you that that you even to talk like that. You know, I I'm originally from the land of the apple pie, man. I'm just does Germany? Uh, no, America. No, yeah. America. So, yeah. <laughs> you're you're a multinational individual. Oh yeah, in that's America, surely Australia. what people would say about me. <laughs> multinational. <laughs> one one thought I had as you were talking, coming from that that Bonhoeffer quote, and this idea of when we do learn to bear with one another. Something I even as you were talking, just reminded of in my own life that when I think of the relationships that I've had, people that I'm working with people that I'm, you know, fighting for unity in the body mm. of Christ, when there is a significant conflict or disagreement mm. that you're able to process in a healthy way, mm. that the strength that that brings mm. to that relationship, mm. having journeyed yeah. through that is yeah. a really powerful thing. Yeah. It, I, I can think of all kinds of people yeah. where I've had that kind of yeah. experience where, where if you actually commit to mm. 
putting in the energy, That's again, right. letting yeah. go of self. Yeah. How is this making me yeah. feel? And, and I guess there's pride there to work through. Yeah. But but I can think of several relationships in my life where it could have been like, a mm. yeah, this is the end point. This is yeah. too big. Yeah. Or you commit to mm. sitting down, working through it. It's not yeah. easy. And then all of a sudden that relationship has a level of strength that it never had before when, when two people can sit down yeah. in humility and actually contend for the body, contend for a relationship. Mm. Um, and, and I think there's something mm. powerful in, yeah. in that process, right? That when we can learn how to do that, whether it's in the context of family, whether it's in the context of the workplace, in our church mm. communities, that, that that just brings strength. It brings strength to people, to communities. And Good work, Bonhoeffer. Yeah, yeah. Mm. No, he's a legend. He's a, you know, I think, you know, you mentioned it, it, it is, and it is one of those things that can bring strength in every context. Um, and sometimes other contexts, for whatever reason, are better than we are in, in the body of Christ at times, which can be unfortunate because I think sometimes there's this possibly too high value on being right in the body. I, I, I don't know. I think just the, we feel this sense of, so lots of differences when you look at like, again, because isn't it bizarre that like, here it is. It's like, make every effort for what? For unity. You know, you look at Jesus, one of his last prayers, John 17, he's praying for the disciples. He's about to go to the cross and he's like, um, you know, and here's my prayer. And not just for you guys as his 12, but for all the people forever. And he's like, what's the focus of his prayer? That you'll be one, you know, that he's praying for you. He's like, man, I've got one great prayer. I'm going to pray for unity. And like, what are we known for? almost more than anything but our fracturedness you know and i think like that is you know and and how that must break you know his heart um at times and and i don't say that like casting like myself i I'm, yeah. there's ways that of course we're all broken and fallen and contribute but i think to go how how do we go no we have to we have to contend and, and make every effort for this and i think you know, just even as you were saying, because the, I think the idea is the body of Christ is to be that, again, that incarnation of who he is in this place where um, where we live this out in a real way with each other. Because it, it like what all those other contexts will never, you know, uh, the world, if you will, it isn't, why would it ever listen to what we have to say about what it looks like to love? through patience and endurance and bearing with and, and making efforts towards unity um, and seeing challenging moments in relationships, not as ending points, but as starting points, because on the other side, there can be actually something even greater. Um, why would anyone listen to us if we can't embody this ourselves? You know, and I think that's part of that. So we've got to live it and embody it and, and allow Jesus to, you know, breathe his spirit will come and empower it. Um, so that we can be that living witness, that embodiment of, of who he is and, and what, what the kingdom of God is meant to look like. And the local church is that place where the kingdom of God is to be lived out and to see that expand and, and grow. So I, I think it is just a massive one. To, I, I think it's a huge one because it runs counter to culture. It runs counter to how we're used to operating. Um, and it's what is going to give, you know, it's what brings the life and energy into the body of Christ that, hey, let's make every effort. Um, towards unity. Yeah, and that that embodiment of the the words of Jesus in that prayer that you mentioned is to actually do this with flesh on, to be the mm. incarnation of Jesus's picture of what He always called us to be as the church. Mm. And a, and a great, I think, a great final thought to 
to leave on uh, in our conversation yeah. here that as we think about what it means to to be the body moving that mm. that we are embodying Christ's mm. heart for the church which is a church that contends that fights mm. that fights for unity mm. so always good hanging out man good hanging and out we'll you. we'll get you on that chilled apple pie in in time i don't think you will uh but i will bear with you yeah go <laughs>